When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Skolansky. And I'm your spooky co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this spooky. week... Spooky. Spooky Robert Skolansky or Robert Spooky Skolansky. Ah, yes. The names. Yes, the, the, the spooky... Yes. The, the horror names showing up. Yes. Um, so this week, we have brought back a very special guest from our last Treehouse of Horror episode, Annie McElbrush. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me. Andy back. Monster, Andy Monster McElfresh. Ooh, we can do I say Andy. like McKillfresh. It's more in the theme. oh McKillfresh. Oh, I Andy like that. Andy McKillfresh. Yeah, we'll make yeah. sure that gets in the credits. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we we kind of learned um, last Treehouse of Horror that during the credits there were no none of the spooky names like Matt Matt Batgraining or uh, Al Gorgine. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool to to Which was an Al Gore joke as well. It didn't double. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably why they went with it. I don't think it was actually this one. I think I have seen that one before in a couple of Treehouse of Horrors. Yeah, you know they stopped it after like six because they were like, "What a pain in the ass!" Because doing credits, you have to petition to you have to go to the guilds and say, "Okay, oh. uh, the writers on this, we we're going to give them a new name for this, but it's the same writer and all this, and you have to go through a, a mountain of paperwork." Even if it's the same, if it's the same, uh, you know, nickname the next year. So they just were like, you know what? Screw this. And Not the fans it. wrote in and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so because of the delay in getting film back from Korea, it, it was two years later that they started again. I think it was around episode uh, season six or seven. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I'm guessing on IMDb, they have to, they can't put the, uh, I guess, fake name credit. Or is there an entirely whole IMDb page for all the, the fake name credits? I don't know. I mean, IMDb, <laughs> I have like, I write to IMDb every five or six months and I'm like, hey, you still haven't put most of my credits on. And they're like, <laughs> here is the form to fill out. And you open it and it's oh my like God, a 26 yeah. page long craziness and you do it. And they're like, a little red flag comes up and says, I'm sorry, but we don't have confirmation on that. And I'm like, I was there. What? <laughs> you know, it's like I did a, I wrote the pilot for that new show, um, History of Swear Words. Okay. And I got yep. a, I got oh, a cool. consulting producer credit because the writers that came in were from, um, you know, they switched from, when I started, it was Not Guild, and then they switched to the guys that uh, Funny or Die. Oh, cool. And they just won't give me the credit. They just will not. <laughs> it's in, you can watch the show, and there it is right yeah. at the end, and I don't know. Yeah. Well, don't worry. On this show, we will give you all the credit. All of it. 100%. No. That's super great. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So so this year's Trios of Horror, actually, I'm assuming it wasn't luck. I'm, sh- I'm assuming they planned it, but it actually aired on Halloween in 1991. Yeah, that's cool. So it's always yeah, good. Which was have. a Thursday. Yeah. So it actually lined up really nicely. Um, so uh, just like last season, we uh, get Marge coming out on the stage and... Uh, she has her little uh, talk to the speech. fans, her speech. Right, that's from the original Frankenstein film. 
the producer of the movie okay. came out and w- came out on a little stage like that and said, basically, we're going to scare the pants off you. Please <laughs> don't be too upset. I warn you now. Yeah. Yep. And Marge really is like, yeah. it's <laughs> like, you know, when The Exorcist came out in the 70s, uh, 65 years before you guys were born, they, um, <laughs> that was the whole marketing is they're like, you buy a ticket and they give you a barf bag. Oh my God. And they're oh, like, wow. people are dying watching this movie. It's so scary. And it just yeah. put more people in the seats. They couldn't sell enough tickets. So, Jeez. Interesting. So cool. Marge was like, hello, everyone. Before last year's Halloween show, I warned you not to let your children watch. <laughs> but you did anyway. Mm. Well, this year's episode is even worse. It's scarier and more violent than I think. Oh, wait. <laughs> scarier than I think. Uh, they snuck in some bad language, too. So please, yeah. tuck in your children and, well... If you didn't listen to me last time, you're not going to listen to me now. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean. It's a better episode, too. Oh, yeah. I know that you guys absolutely. loved the Edgar Allan Poe section of the last one. Yes. And so I didn't want to burst your bubble then because there was a, a wave of enthusiasm I could feel that was crossing the country from the Central Standard Time to Pacific Time. Yeah. But that was not my favorite. And this no. one has a, oh. is a solid three out of three, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I oh, think I just think. actually rewatching this, I, I kind of fell in love with Treehouse of Horror. And it's weird to think that if you don't know what season it really comes from, you still know it's part of the earlier, you know, be, you know, beginning 10 seasons, but mm-hmm. yeah. you don't necessarily have that feel like, oh, season five was great in The Simpsons. Season six was great. This must have come from one of those seasons. Just watching it straight out. You kind of think, oh my god, this they they finally hit a home run, you know, really, really early on. Yeah, I think yeah. it's because you know <clears throat> they didn't really quite know exactly what the show could be so far, and with this, it could be anything, and so they got to really yeah. spread their wings, and it's so funny. And there's jokes in it that people like in my group still use all the time, like, you know, damn it, Smithers, this is uh, brain <laughs> yep. surgery, not rocket science, <laughs> science, like. Yep. They're just classic all-timers in this show, so yep. I'm and very so this excited se- that you asked me to help you guys with this one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and so this year, the, the title card actually still says The Simpson Halloween Special, number two. Two. Not, yeah. not Treehouse of Horror. And we are kind of talking um, off mic about why, one, they decided to change it to Treehouse of Horror, and two, can the first Treehouse of Horror be three? versus one because technically these are simpsons specials not treehouses mm-hmm. of horrors well i'll let you uh settle that between <laughs> the two of you yeah <laughs> um, um as time has passed and if i had a time machine i probably wouldn't go back and do this and fix any of this stuff it might be stuff more like you know kill hitler or stuff like that yeah right yeah <laughs> um and so just like last year we got some tombstones inside the cemetery as we kind of oh get into God. the simpsons house first off yeah Bam- mm-hmm. bambi's mom hilarious <laughs> yes. that you would make a joke about one of the saddest moments in animated history i don't know i think uh mufasa's death might trump bambi's mom i mean oh, i know no, bambi's mom was no. earlier earlier in life but i don't know i, I don't think anything trumps bambi's mom's death I know what do you want. I mean, I I would love to jump in on this, but you would be crushed. You you cannot win this argument. <laughs> Fair no. enough. Uh, I'm sorry to just pull a trump card on. <laughs> and then the next one we got Jim Morrison, 
And then obviously it has a lot of graffiti written all over it. Well, it's, have you seen his grave in, yeah. in France, in Paris? I have it not. looks just like that. Interesting. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they people graffitied it on the uh, the first day his headstone was put up. Somebody wrote, uh, "My only friend," graffitied it at the foot of his uh, at the foot of his uh, tomb there, uh, which is from his song. This is the end. Yep. And okay. so it's just graffitied all over the place. There's a there's like a sculpture of him on it. It's pretty crazy it's worth seeing it's like a tourist attraction now cool and then we got some hippies sitting around in front of it because why not um and then uh, by the way i apologize the trash truck is now going the other direction on my street (laughs) welcome to covid yeah this is how things sound (laughs) yeah we will work from home yep all right continue and then we got cajun cooking uh yes and you know i was a food writer in the 80s and early 90s and oh. was so glad when cajun cooking finally went away <laughs> are you not a spicy food guy or i am i just don't feel like that i mean i love cajun cooking but i don't feel okay. like it's something that you need to eat all the time and there needs to be you know and in new york you would have a fancy place where it would be a you know 18 dollar entrees and all this stuff and you're like I get it. I'm moving on. And I'm yep. no longer going to eat Thai noodles either. Yeah. Yeah. And then next up, Walt Disney. Oh, which I find hilarious now with the fact that, you know, Simpsons are owned by Disney. And they yeah. made sure that they put uh, ice on it because the rumor oh, was yep. then that his head was frozen. Yep. Yeah. And they didn't they, they also did it in the Disney script, too. It, so, yeah, his signature. He had his uh, penman signature with. Walt, they did with the W that he always used. Yeah. Yep. And then lose weight now. Ask me how. <laughs> Herbal Life. You guys are too young to know Herbal Life, aren't you? Oh, I yeah. know Herbal Life. I've heard yeah, of it's, it. It's it's a interesting business model. They run it like a yeah. cult, but it's not a cult. But they have all the tenets of, you know, the philosophy of the business and all that stuff. And that was a big. Isn't thing it? Where... Well, I can't call it a pyramid scheme, but it's a what? Uh, what is the other term for it? Uh, I know it's MSM is the the acronym for it, um, multi level media or whatever. Uh, more sweet money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it is. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, you that sort of was a disappointing moment post college when you would you know, like a friend would be like, oh, "Hey, yeah. you want to get together? I haven't seen you I'm in New York today," and you know, you're like, "Great." And then he's got a Herbalife button on when you meet him at the. <laughs> go here we go. All right, let's. I actually let's had a high it. school friend do that to me, not with Herbalife, but he. I, I actually had a friend do that to me. He's like, "Oh, I do you like, want to join yeah. this?" No, nope. I'm like, I would rather never use soap again than get a subscription <laughs> to having soap. <laughs> subscription to soap. Soap. <laughs> All right, uh, so then... Uh, all right, we just lost the Herbalife people. Perfect. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, and then we see uh, Charlie Brown children. Like, uh, we see yeah, Pig Pan and gang, all the yeah, Peanuts no. gang no. running in all their Simpsons, or all their uh, costumes um, mm. run in front of the house. And I thought that was That was a great cool. gag. I yeah. love it. And then, as we mentioned earlier, we get all the Simpson uh, scary name for, and, and rolling in the credits. And we mm-hmm. enter with Homer is watching... TV, eating candy, and Brockman reminds everyone that the presidential primaries are a few months away. <laughs> What's great about that is he does a local news joke. Like, he, the local news jokes that he does are terrible. Yeah, oh, like, oh yeah, And absolutely. if you want to end on a real scare, here's a yeah. terrible joke. And uh, <laughs> so it doesn't bother me that Homer... Homer is irrationally angry at the television a lot. 
And I love that yes. beat from the bottom of here. Yeah, he's like, if you don't yeah. like it, go to Russia. Russia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you don't like democracy, go to Russia. Yeah. I just think it was funny that we're watching this na- this episode now, you know, after every you know our, everyone's our getting warned about the presidential election. So I just think it's funny that it just ha- so happened that we watched this. Well, that's where they got time was. Yep. Yep. And so then uh, doorbell rings and Jimbo and Kearney are uh, threatening Homer to give him the Halloween candy uh, by saying that they'll egg his house. And if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't. They do a quote. They say, we'll egg your house back to the Stone Stone Age. Age. Stone Age. Which was, it became an expression, but that was Curtis LeMay, who was, uh, during World War II, he was responsible for the campaign that burned two-thirds of Japanese cities. And uh, he he wanted to do a carpet bombing campaign in Vietnam. And bomb them back to the Stone Age. And Stone so Age. if you watch uh, Dr. Strangelove, there is uh, Buck Turgidson is the is the general that is the Curtis LeMay takeoff. And okay. uh, it's just a funny reference because they do reference um, that movie a lot on The Simpsons. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, and then the bullies, you know, decide to egg the house anyways because yeah. bullies will be and they bullies. Smash the pump- yes. And they smashed the pumpkin that was in front of the house as well. Yep, yes, but it was not a reference voice. to Smashing Pumpkins, which we're not <laughs> no. yet. <laughs> no. I think we got a few uh, more seasons for Smashing Pumpkins to be on The Simpsons. I, I believe so, yes. So uh, we enter the house, and Marge is with the kids. They're done with their Halloween shopping, and Marge's mm-hmm. hair is in reference to the hair of the Bride of Frankenstein, which I thought yes. was really neat. Played um, by Bart is, Lanchester. Yep. Uh, Bart is an executioner. Mm-hmm. Maggie is a witch. I mean, she's wearing a witch mask, but you know, same difference. And uh, Lisa with is a, a to- with a pacifier, though, so it's cute. Yeah, with a pacifier. Yeah, um, and Lisa is a totem pole that represents the natives of the Pacific Northwest because yes. Lisa, <laughs> she's just got to be a smart kid. She's got to yeah. give a, and it's you know, and of course they had to do that so that she had to explain it so it wasn't cultural yes. appropriation. Yes, but you know, it's funny is she's not. Neither the low man or the high man on the totem pole, which <laughs> a lot of people confuse. You know, in the a lot in the tribes of the Pacific Northwest, being the low man is the honor position, but we oh. say low man on the totem pole because oh, yeah. yes, I don't know why. Because <laughs> you're like at the bottom of yeah, the, it's the like you're the hierarchy. bottom of the rung. You're the the pariah, the lowest in the order. But yeah, and she also has I do like that supports everyone. Yep. Yeah, and I she do like the her, fact. Well, she had to wear a costume. She could also be tipped over in too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bart pushes her over. Yep. Um, and she hits her so, head on the or she hits the thing yeah. on the way in, which I'd love <laughs> yeah, to say was a reference to the stormtrooper in the prison oh, scene. Yeah, in the, yeah. But I don't think it is. I don't. Uh, probably it could be, but probably not. Um, and Homer is you know proud of all the candy that the kids brought back because you know Homer and candy. And so, you know, they're about to eat it. Marge uh, tells them, hey, you can have one piece tonight and you will save the rest for tomorrow. And we turn back and the kids and Homer are already digging into the candy. And yeah, I we I think we used to do that as kids. We'd get like a big haul of candy and we'd eat like a handful of it. Yeah. yeah. When we got back from trick-or-treating. Although I do like savoring it, though. Even though we got a giant yes. pillowcase full, eating you know, a few pieces here and there just so you can spread it out over the next, you know, till Christmas candy comes out. <laughs> well, yeah, we would always wrote, count ours. We'd pour it. You take the bag, you put it out on your bed with the bedspread still on and you categorize it and you count them. And in my house, that was because 
my mother would eat the candy if we did not count it and keep an accurate uh, uh, tally. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I guess I alphabetize my movies, but I think categorizing my candy goes a little bit too far. I I, I never I was, sorted I was my a nerd candy from way back. <laughs> <laughs> I never when, sorted the candy, but I I mean I think I kind of did like from like the chocolate from like this like the other random candy. I always yep. I don't I mean, think we had anybody in the neighborhood who gave us like the big candy bars. I think it was always like the mini stuff. Yeah. You know the fun size? See, I was grew up when the the fun size has not been invented. And what a way to oh. misuse the word fun. Yeah. Like, fuck <laughs> yeah, you right? and the fun. Fun is like <laughs> yeah. having a king size baby Ruth that your jaw hurts by the time you're halfway through it. Right? Um, yeah. I guess I didn't even think about that yeah, fun size isn't uh, is more of a you know was it what did it come in eighties nineties probably when the fun size mm-hmm. came I'm out. I'm guessing that M M&M and M Mars company, that's what they think of as fun. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be fun <laughs> to only have one tiny bite of candy? Sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know when so I was that... a kid though, you know you, you show up trick or treat and then your neighbors are like, who are you? They didn't oh, even yeah. bother with me because my dad would always have to whatever the mask was. You have to cut holes in it so I could get my glasses on over it. Oh, and everyone's okay. like, "Oh, don't you look cute in your glasses, Andy?" And I'm like, "Oh, they know." <laughs> I I think I think my fi- my favorite Halloween costume I think was the Ninja Turtle year. Oh year yeah, was Ninja Turtle. Oh, that was way after my time. I was Casper <laughs> yeah. the Friendly Ghost. Oh, just, so you just wore a bed a... sheet or? No, it's a you get the costumes. We used to get the little costumes. Oh, what a okay. what a weird character. It's like. Hmm. <laughs> this dead kid is haunting people but he's he friendly attracts really mean ghosts to come and scare people and yeah. at the end they're like the scaredy ghosts get it's so weird like what it did he die weird. of yeah we should, did we he should... get hit by a car maybe he got maybe he was the one kid that actually really got like razor blades in his apple at yeah, we should have uh, had you speak- on last episode when uh, when we learned that uh, Casper was Richie Rich's uh, ghost. ghost. Oh, is that who it is? Yeah, we. So it was well, like it was the comic book one where Lisa and Bart were uh, going to Comic Con, and uh-huh. Lisa got a bunch. Uh, Lisa's favorite comics are Richie Rich and Casper, and you Casper. hold up the hold up the two comic books next to each other, and the go- Casper's ghost looks exactly like Richie Rich. So Richie Rich was killed in a bungled kidnapping. <laughs> so wealthy. Yeah, I thought I mean, that was... it makes sense. It's a it good theory. Sense. And speaking of the uh, the razor blades in um, candy, Apple. yeah, uh, yeah uh, apparently this is the story I heard. Apparently that started because there was a father who tried to poison his kids, or oh, his yeah, kid. That's like the it's like the Tylenol. Uh, yeah, tainted Tylenol. It was because this woman killed her husband with tainted Tylenol, mm-hmm. and put like thirty bottles in different stores in her town so yep. that it would seem like somebody else had done it. Yeah. Crazy. But Marge, uh, her wife's tale is: if you eat too much candy, you'll get a nightmare. And I've is eaten a ton of candy. Tale? I don't know. No, I don't, I've never I've got eaten... a nightmare from eating too much candy. Well, it's be, if you eat sugar before bedtime, you don't <clears throat> have as much deep sleep you have more REM sleep and okay. so you get a lot of more act- uh, dream activity and so that's what it comes from all right okay. so it's, I mean so I it guess it's actually possible. true so it, mm-hmm. so I guess what well, I don't saying... know if I'd say it's true but it's more likely oh man so you're just knee-jerk whatever Marge <laughs> says as a mother you're like can't be true 
No, 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 no. I, I, I mean, I like to question things and, you know, find out the, the facts. Uh, we on, on education, we occasionally do a, a bit called Lies My Mother Told Me. Okay. And that was going to be one of the lies, and it turns out it's true. Oh, okay. So, yeah. It is true. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so Marge, Marge, Marge. All right, Marge. Marge. You sh- they should have listened. Yeah. So Bart. So then we. I love. I love this bit where. So she's like, "Oh, you all have bad dreams." And Bart jokes, "Oh yeah, everybody's gonna have a bad nightmare." And Lisa says, "Yeah, three bad nightmares." And Homer's like, "Yeah, I'd like to see that happen." Yeah. And uh, and then we get the thunder and lightning, the bump 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 music, and mm-hmm. I, I thought that was such a great bit because it's like Marge was right. If you eat too much sugar, you'll have a nightmare. And they, they didn't also, believe her. Yeah, it's also heavy-handed uh, exposition as always. These yes. guys have to make it funny, so it's funny. Yes. Yep. And so we uh, go up to Lisa's room, and, you know, she's... Which also, I, yeah. before we get to here, though, I, I always love it when Lisa turns on her mom. Like, she's oh, like, yeah. I'm with them on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she, is, she is so flip-flop. When it, in a lot of episodes, she's either the goody-goody two-shoes kid or kind of has like a you know, Bart side to her almost. Yeah. And, yeah. but she is a 10, but she's an eight year old. So your mentality can <laughs> be flip floppy. Yeah. Is she eight or is she nine? Eight. She's eight. Really? Bart is 10. I guess yes. you got to look yeah. back a grade. Well, see, the funny thing is, apart? yeah. So I think I thought either I thought... Bart gets that Bart doesn't get held back. I thought Lisa got bumped at some but, point. Oh, maybe she went yeah, forward. she does. Yeah. So, I thought they were. I thought Lisa was in second grade and Bart was in fourth. See, that's but what I, could I be thought. Wrong. But the funny thing is, is in season two, Lisa has her eighth grade birthday, and Bart her turned, eighth or yeah, her eighth or sorry, eighth grade, her eighth birthday. Yeah. In the is season or no, that's season sorry, season three, episode one is Lisa's eighth birthday, and Bart is already ten. Yes. So it, I think it's kind of funny that they give the Simpsons characters birthdays, but they don't actually, yeah, because they don't, they don't actually, actually age. age yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's always a conceit of the, of the sitcom. Yeah. Yep. And so we get Lisa in her bed, tossing and turning and we get her first dream and she wakes up in her dream in uh, Marrakesh, Morocco, mm-hmm. which is kind of awesome. Cause mm-hmm. I, my wife always wants, wanted to go to Morocco. And so it's more rocking. It is. <laughs> oh, no man. joke too small. Yeah. Uh, and and so the first shot we see is the monkey's paw, which I thought was kind of cool, kind of like yeah. uh, Homer's going to end up here sort of thing. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And we see Homer and the family sitting in the in the market square. And mm-hmm. the first thing I noticed was Homer's fed still has the price tag on it. Yes, <laughs> like, like, nice. um, like what's her name? Uh, Mini Pearl. Oh, you know what else is about his fez? Uh, Matt Groening's uh, first, you know, comic strip was he started yeah. in Chicago was Life in Hell. Yeah, two yep. of the characters were Akbar and Jeff, and they wore fezes, and that's what their tassel uh, looked like. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a shot of yep, and then we get a shot of Lisa, and her shirt says, "I kissed the balm aloud," and I, I guess it was I, a, it, I, it's not a real thing. Um, I believe it is a reference to the Blarney Stone in Ireland. Because I yeah, actually a, try I to like the, search for it. I kissed the Blarney Stone, but it, I, I didn't. I mean, I thought it was there's a sacred city gate in Fez, uh, which is also in Morocco, and 
it's called the something like the Babujalud or Babalabujalud. Oh, okay. And so I think it was a joke about I kissed the Blarney Stone, but instead it was something yeah. something there. Something, yeah. Gotcha. yeah. And then I like how Homer confuses Morocco with Monaco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the bright. It's Homer. Yeah, Homer. he's like, what a dump. Why would Princess Grace live in a place like this? And yeah, then, the what a dump line, I think I just glossed over because combine that with the fake Arabic that the uh, guy says – yeah. And the making fun of the fakir in the marketplace and all that stuff is a little, little insensitive. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and so now they're kind of wandering through the market and he sees some guy, you know, doing yoga stuff on the mat. And uh, Bart's like, I could do that, but I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, the fakir. They call those guys. They're ascetics. Uh, they're in, there's Hindu and Muslim ascetics who are called fakirs and they, Perform all of those sort of self-sacrifice, like the bed of nails, uh, yeah. idolize on bed of nails, stuff like that. And it's where we get the word faker because people wouldn't believe that they were just doing magic tricks, but they would do a lot of those those tricks for reals. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at a lot of the contortionists even now, and they can bend and move <laughs> all sorts of ways. Yeah, I, I if I tried to bend in any of those ways, I'd probably break myself. Yep. Yes. We could start Cirque du Soleil, where we just don't really bend that much. Just get up and make a noise. Like, oh. Yeah. Uh, and so Homer heads over to the uh, uh, haggard merchant table. And mm. the merchant tells Homer that the paw has power to grant him wishes. And Homer's like, oh, yeah? How much? Sir, I must strongly advise you. Do not purchase this. Behind every wish lurks a grave misfortune. I myself was once the president of Algeria. Prime Minister. I don't want to hear your life story. Yeah, he's yeah. like, come on, pal. I don't want to hear your life story. Paw me. Now, yeah. so I was wondering, so is this... Okay, so maybe you know, Andy. So I, my first introduction to, like, the wishing paw or wishing is from the TV show Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh -huh. Just because I grew up in the 90s. And it, it was yeah. kind of like a haggard, you know, like Raven's Claw almost. And you made wishes and the fingertips went yeah. down. Is that more something from an earlier generation yeah, definitely if anything okay. by rl stein is going yeah. to be referenced as something else that yeah is as original as i don't know um <laughs> i guess that was just a... i guess that was just my first no i know and that's, it, that's where so. you usually get stuff but i mean you know ray bradbury did a very years ago did a monkey paw style story which is referenced in uh rick and morty when the devil moves in and starts a curiosity shop. Oh yeah. yeah and that's yeah. a Ray Bradbury story, mm -hmm. the old curiosity oh. shop where everything is cursed okay. in some way. Yep. And that's what the Friday the thirteenth series is based on, is that okay. idea that they have a shop where everything in it is cursed and they have to return them or have the curses removed. But this uh this story is the the monkey's paw became like a monkey's paw became that idea of you know, the genie's wish where it always counts against you. It was really a story yeah. by W.W. W. Jacob, who was a, he wrote like light opera and horror stories. And okay. I don't know which would terrify me more. <laughs> yeah. Having to go to a light opera yeah. or reading a terror story. But that's, you know, that's that's what it's from. And so it's become, gotcha. you know. And, the, and, and in his story, it's, a, it's an Indian or a Muslim fakir who is the person who imparts the monkey's paw and the curse to the guy yeah. from uh, the the London guy. Gotcha. I did read a story that with the monkey's paw, 
the writers actually wanted to when when they when they you know wished for stuff you know the the fingers go down and they wanted the last finger on the monkey paw up to be the middle finger but they're yeah. like no we can't do that because fox will never let us air it that so is, i thought that was kind of a fun story yeah, you that, have to self-edit yeah yes. and when it comes to something where you've got a third of a whole episode <laughs> with a prop in it there's yeah. just no way you can you could get that out of there in time no. to air it so yeah Yep. Yeah. And, and so after Homer purchased it, he turns around and Marge asks where he bought the monkey's paw. And he turns around and points. And it's just like one of the tornado things. Like it was just mm -hmm. a mysterious shop and it disappeared. And then he's like, oh, wait, it's over there. there. You'll yeah. be sorry. sorry. And also there is an animation uh, mistake. So, you know, as they turn to the shop and the shopkeeper is like, you'll be sorry. They actually didn't animate his lips to move. And yeah. the, the producers actually caught it when the episode aired. And they're like, whoops. Like, I don't, I, I'm surprised that kind of got they, by them. I well, figured they'd have. I think it's probably, they probably did ADR, which is additional dialogue recording. They probably punched oh. up. Because this, I mean, they layer and layer and layer these things. And I'm yeah. sure they just never put that lip flap in the instructions for the animator, you know, for yeah. the, because, you know, the board artists in the U.S., like when I worked, at Klasky doing Rocket Power, there's board artists here and they do the action and then you do what's called lip assignment or lip flap and that okay. is just a chart and there's a dude that comes in and does it to the radio play for every single shot oh and it takes him like a day and then he's out for that, that week and he comes back in for the next episode that you've done. Interesting. And so I'm sure that that was just, that's part of the pipeline that is such a weird last minute last thing you do is that I, you can't blame them for it yeah okay um yeah. and so look at me get... coming to the defense of the producers of the yeah Simpsons. oh okay. yeah. those poor guys they only have 600 million dollars between them <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and so we uh, get a shot of uh the simpsons going to the airport homer is being pulled aside to get patted down and underneath homer's shirt is a uh, honk if you're a moroccan sticker mm -hmm. uh camel cigarettes because they're in Morocco. Uh, but they camp. just say, like, SIGs on them. They don't have... Yeah, it says SIGs. Oh, is yeah. it just SIGs? I thought... Was, yeah. there, was there a picture of a camel? I don't know where I got camel Yeah, there's from. a camel on it. That's what I thought. It's a yeah. reference. So, it's a yes. reference. Yeah. And then a camel piggy bank and a I Heart Marrakesh mug uh, mm -hmm. with a spout on it, because it's a tea. Yep. And this is a reference to the drug smuggling scene in Midnight Express. Yeah, it's the Never seen Midnight it. Express. It's, it's, I need uh, to probably watch it. It's a harrowing movie, but it's about this... It's a true life story of a young kid who wanted he wanted to make some money by smuggling and he tapes drugs to his belly gets uh, caught and he has to spend all this time in this horrible turkish prison <clears throat> and you know what's funny is when it came out there was i was working in new york right out of college and there's a or I, it was I, it came out when i was in high school but um there was a messenger company called midnight express and we always used to joke you know, if it doesn't get there by noon tomorrow, we'll stab the guy in the yeah. ass and beat him, which happens in the movie. So, uh, yeah, I do have to ask the I do have to ask the question though: Is would there possibly be a flight from Springfield to Marrakesh and then back? Well, obviously not. No, oh, there is okay. no direct flight from Marrakesh even to anywhere else. Yeah, I think okay. you just stop I mean, in the middle of the desert, and I mean, it's yeah. just. Of course, it's going to be. That was just. A, I'm assuming there's not an airport in Morocco, or is there? There probably is. Probably not. You know, right in town there. Yeah. But yeah, there's. I mean, you know, Africa. Yeah. First okay. uh, yeah. continent to have the most uh, 
airports, big place, no way to get there by road in a lot of cases. So, yeah. and the first continent to have cell service over the entire continent. Wow, interesting. That's cool. Because you just can't string a wire that far. Oh yeah, no, no. Yeah. And so Homer has to pay a two dollar fine for the souvenirs because <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> I don't know why he was smuggling. I mean, like, obviously they did it for the reference for Midnight Express, but what was the point of smuggling it? Or did he just not like, did he steal it and then like stick it to him and then, oh, you have to pay $2 for it. Like, I don't know what you call throwing around money, but $2 is $2, Sklansky. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're is that not a, wrong. that, but I'm guessing the exchange rate also in Morocco, $2 probably isn't, maybe $2 a is a lot to them. It might be. It's not a lot to us, and I think that's how the no. joke works. Yeah. Yeah. So then we uh, get back to the Simpsons' house, and Bart and Lisa are arguing over, I love this, whether to wish for X-ray specs, which was Bart's wish, or peace on Earth, which was Lisa's wish. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I love Bart, but Bart's was like X-ray specs that actually work. Well, and, I'm guessing because he's a comic book guy and saw the extra yeah. specs in the back of uh, Radioactive Man. And obviously yeah. those ones didn't work. They don't work. Have you ever, when I was a kid, you could no. order them. And it's just, you put them on and they're like 3D glasses, but th- without yep. the colors. And there's just yeah. a picture of a skeleton on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Maggie, Maggie gets her hands on the monkey's paw. And the first switch that was used was for a new pacifier. And I love that it's delivered by this luxury car and Homer thinks Maggie wished for the car. Yeah. And then the guy comes out with the the pacifier and, you know, she takes it out and she takes out her old one and puts the new one in. Classic mislead. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now here's the thing. The, the, uh, shopkeeper was like, well, every, everyone comes with a grave consequence. So what was a grave consequence of Maggie wishing for a new pacifier? Um, it's a gold. Or was pla- it there one? I don't know. Maybe uh, <laughs> it's funny. Well, let me think. Maybe it's that they lost a wish, and so at the end they couldn't uh, make things right. That makes sense. Yeah, no. maybe. I mean, she's a baby. What could she, what could possibly be bad in her life? She poops in her diaper, right? Like maybe that was it. <laughs> Yeah. Just like you were doomed to poop in your diaper for all time. Yeah. So then Bart's like, uh, you know, he's screw this, and he wishes for the Simpsons to be rich and famous because you know who wouldn't want to be? Ri- well, I I like the rich part, but not the famous part. Like, just you can just give me the money and keep the fame because I don't want to know. I don't want people to know who I am if I have yeah, a, then a lot of could, money. That wouldn't tee up the joke that I actual know. reviews were read out loud in the restaurant as they walked through it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then Marge, Marge comes out and she's like, look, everyone, my purse exploded. That is like one of my favorite Marge lines. <laughs> <laughs> well, money's I mean, just coming out of everywhere for him. Out I of her hair. Like, I mean, the out yeah. of her hair. That was, that was, you know, fantastic. I feel like that wish in like maybe in today's age, like if you're like, oh, I want to be rich and famous, money just won't explode. I think your bank account would just get bigger. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, that's the idea is it's a stupid yeah. person's idea of what getting rich is. Now that's we have true. Donald Trump for that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry to get a little uh, political on there. Oh, that's OK. We actually yeah. tried not to a few episodes ago and we did anyway. So it happens. Because, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so uh, then we see the Simpsons go Calypso on CD. And a track. <laughs> right. uh, man, smart Singing woman is classic, smarter. Cl- the classic um, Harry Belafonte. 
man smart, yeah. woman smarter. Man smarter. Yeah. Um, and, I just like then, how it was. I just like how it was eight track, not uh, cassette tape. Right. Because yes. I because I think when did the eight track finally die? Wasn't that late eighties or was that were eight track still popular? Than that. I mean, the last eight track I listened to was probably in nineteen seventy. <laughs> okay. Six, five. So for you, uh, it died in the seventies. Yeah, because okay, yeah. I was just I was just wondering because I know I grew up on cassettes, and I know yeah. my parents. I think our maybe our grandpa had a track a eight track player in his house. And I just couldn't yeah. remember when cassettes finally made that you know takeover where eight yeah. tracks stopped. Oh my god! Our next door neighbor Clay Ridings had a um, El Camino with an eight track player Ooh. under the front seat. Nice. And we just listen to we drive around and listen to Fog Hat, and eat, <laughs> awesome. uh, eat those individual size. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, Tootsie Rolls. But back in oh, our day, okay. they didn't have the little things on the side that you pull to open them. Okay, they were like completely sealed up on the oh sides. My God. So when you're driving, you can't open it. And so he would just eat <laughs> it with the paper on. Oh, the Fog Hat, and there were two songs where the eight track would click over to the next track in the middle of the song. Interesting. Not a good technology. Ooh. No. So then we see uh, Helen Lovejoy in front of a billboard with Bart on it that says, Get a mammogram, man. Yeah. Uh, which is a oh, catchphrase. t shirt gag with that was the guy that's the customer that says, Oh, this that's is, right. That's Sam Simon. <laughs> oh, okay. I did. We did skip over that. Yeah. Yeah. What was the t shirt? It was like there was like writing on it. It was just an expense. He was just saying it's four or fourteen ninety five for this. That's ridiculous. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yes. He's yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it doesn't at the end where after they become rich and famous in a Simpsons overstock, there's a two for one sale. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And so the billboard is a play on Bart's catchphrase: "Don't have a cow, man." Uh, and I love how like Helen Lovejoy's. What won't they do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so sick of the Simpsons. And I believe it was during this, they went to a restaurant and like the people in the restaurant are like, oh, it's the Simpsons. Like, God, they're terrible. And At first they were cute them. and funny. Now they're yeah. just annoying. Just annoying. <laughs> and so yeah, after all that. Which is supposedly that, an actual criticism that was in TV. Interesting. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised um, if that was. I mean, I'm sure it was. Uh, we're back at the Simpsons house. Lisa has the monkey's paw. And she's like, I wish we're, we're for world peace. And Homer turns around, Lisa, that's selfish. Yeah. Uh, like, it was you but want. Yeah. Um, and then we get a newspaper headline, world peace declared. And basically it's a some... Coca-Cola commercial parody. I'd like to teach the okay. world to sing. But they, instead they sing, uh, you know, come on, people now. Yep. Yeah. Smile yep. on your brother. Yeah, and the Simpsons, and then during that, there's uh, Simpsons residents throwing their weapons in the foundry, and I like Moe's like, oh, I'm not gonna need you guys anymore. Yeah. yeah, and then Krusty the Clown throws more weapons than anyone else had. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, he was he was framed for murder, so. Maybe he decided to have those weapons on him in case he was framed again. Well, and we'll learn he's a huge gambler, too. So he's got to protect himself from the mob. Um, And then I like how the Pentagon is turned into the Five Corner shopping mall. Yeah, that's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) And then King and Kodos are now up in their ship. So we get our first shot of King and Kodos. And they're just, you know, foolish earthlings. And now is the time to swoop in and... and, uh, Invade him. Mm-hmm. And, invade them. So, and then they start laughing 
hysterically. And interesting about and the interesting thing about them laughing was it was extended to fill time for the episode. I've heard that a friend of mine because if you notice show, it, one of the other writers was uh, his wife's brother worked at the Simpsons, so we had all the Simpsons stuff out of the office. Okay. And he told me that once that they just when it seems like they're really dragging a joke, it's just because they need the time. Yeah, it seems like there are a few episodes, yeah. and we and a couple. What was it? Man, this is a while ago. We talked to Mike Reese, um, one of the director of the season season three episode one, and mm-hmm. he kind of filled us in on a few of the secrets uh, when filming Simpsons episodes, and we kind of learned that the lack of couch gag or the lack of chalkboard bags because they had more content, and then when they extended the opening sequences because they needed more time. <laughs> That's funny. So <laughs> I guess you just sit down with the in the room and write. 20 of those and you're good to go. You know, and that way you're, that <laughs> yeah. way you're safe just in case you want to extend an episode or, you know, you need yeah. a little bit more sure filler. Enough. Yeah. And so uh, King and Kodos come down and conquer earth with slingshots and sling- clubs. Yeah. They do the backwards <laughs> uh, invasion. They're like, yeah. Uh, your massive intellect is no match for our puny weapons. <laughs> Something like that. And I like yeah. how mayor Quimby's like, Hey, I think we could work on uh, our. We could we could work together on this, and he just whacks him in the head with the club. He's like, "Oh, ow!" <laughs> I love the, also, the um, it's a reference to there was a new Twilight Zone in the '80s, and John Glover, who you might remember from Smallville, yep. he was the yep. Lex oh, yeah. Luthor. Yep. I mean, he's been mm-hmm. in a ton of stuff. He's a huge character actor, very slender face, very distinctive look. He played an alien from out of space that comes down and threatens you know that he he somehow makes the threat and the u.n gets together and they declare world peace and he's like world peace i want i'm here to recruit soldiers now we'll just take over your world like it was (laughs) one of those twilight zones like what uh and so i'll I'll never forget that episode then the show got really bad after the first half of the first season yep and then (laughs) so then we get a then we get a lady and she's like before i was just bored with their antics and their merchandise. Now I wish they were dead. Yeah. <laughs> Not a joke you normally make on a primetime cartoon. No. no. Um, and so then then we get, this is probably one of my favorite Treehouse of Horror lines with Homer. And this is when he wishes for a sandwich. Uh-huh. Yep. And he's like, I w-, he's like, okay, you, I want nothing funny here. I wish for a turkey sandwich on rye bread with lettuce and mustard and... I don't want any zombie turkeys. <laughs> I don't want to turn into a turkey myself. And I don't want any other weird surprises. You got it? And then he starts eating it. He's like, mmm, spicy mustard, good bread. The turkey's a little dry. <laughs> <laughs> the turkey's uh, a little dry. dry. Oh, oh that was just hilarious. Oh, I thought you were going to say, uh, what was his, he quotes from Joshua from the Bible. He's like, does he? A cursed thing, or what does he say? Something. Oh, yeah. I guess what I don't have about that the quote. Book? Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, I wish I would have wrote that, followed the rest of the quote, I guess. Yeah. But I just like him talking, because I use that all the time whenever I'm making a sandwich, and I want it to be, like, <laughs> the most perfect sandwich in the world, and there's always just something wrong with it. It's the premise <laughs> of Seinfeld. You know, he's like, he dates the most beautiful women in the world, but there's, yep. one of them has man hands. Or one's yep. a close talker. Yep. Or one, you know. Smells like One is soup. so beautiful she can't have real boobs. So it's <laughs> it's the same idea. Yep. Yeah. 
And so Homer's about to throw away the monkey's paw because the thing is complete junk and all the wishes are completely out too. So right. there, yes. there is that. And then Flanders sees it, is like, oh, is that one of those monkey paw things? I think doodads or doodads. Yeah, yeah doodads. <laughs> and then he doesn't warn him about, you know, the graves. He's like, oh, yeah, here. It's like, well, first thing, I just want to get rid of these aliens. <laughs> yeah. And then I love how, like, Mo is chasing an alien with a with a board with a nail in it. Well, yep. that tees up the it's... alien that Kang and uh, Kodos is... Uh joke at the end yeah he's like that board with the nail in it may have defeated us but the humans won't stop there they'll make bigger boards with bigger nails soon they'll make a board with a nail so big in it it'll destroy them all (laughs) love that that's a great joke and now this that out of itself they could have just made the monkey's paw as an entire episode because it has three oh yeah absolutely yeah i mean it's so good yeah, and it, and but so the nice good. thing is they didn't feel like they rushed the episode. I guess that no, that's kind of nice. Well, they had time for Kang and Kodos to laugh twice for thirty seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I like how at the end Homer's like, "Oh, I wish I had a monkey's the paw." Monkeys. <laughs> well, and, and so after you know Flanders gets rid of the aliens, you know he's cheered and Flanders like, "Oh, I think the house needs to be spruced up a little bit," and he wishes for a castle. Yeah doesn't seem like a ned flanders thing no well, it's just really to make homer upset yeah yes you know sometimes yeah. people act i don't know if you've noticed this about the simpsons but sometimes people are slightly out of character if it means there's a joke there yeah 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 all right so, so that is the uh, end of uh lisa's nightmare yeah. yeah she so she wakes up and she goes to bart's room and she's like i had a nightmare can i sleep with you now I don't know, like, I, I remember a few nightmares when I was young, but I don't think I ever went to go into to Steve's room to sleep with him. I think I'd always, like, crawl into bed with mom and dad or to stay in my own room. I mean, I, I never know. went into anyone's room after I was, I don't, I mean, I guess I can't necessarily, at least from my memory, I don't think I ever went into a parent's or sibling's room to cower. Yeah, but feel imagine, better. okay, you're eight years old or you're 10 years old. Yep. Or eight years old. Yep, eight years old. You have a nightmare, and you're like, I had a terrible nightmare, and I can't sleep alone. And I also have to tee up the next episode of what's going to happen on the show. <laughs> That's true, yeah. You would definitely go into your brother's room. <laughs> uh, so so Bart's like, uh, she's like, oh, do you have any candy? Like, she gives him a candy necklace so he can so she can sleep in, in the same bed. So mm-hmm. uh, Bart, Bart falls asleep, and... Uh, his nightmare is a reference to the Twilight Zone episode, It's a Good Life, which both Steve and I actually watched prior to the recording of this episode so we could understand this the Bart's I lived, nightmare. I didn't have bit. to watch it. I lived it. I, uh, you, you lived in the small town that no one else knew about in Ohio, and there was a monster? There was a guy. Th- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. And yeah. so we actually get the... That's why you guys the... had me on. Oh, that's right. That's why you were doing this episode. <laughs> uh, we actually, so we actually get like the voiceover of the monster and mm-hmm. it's a, they did a pretty good job of parroting the, it's a good life episode from the twilight zone. Well, the narrator um, was the guy standing in front of the map and he was uh, yes. presented for your consideration, but it wasn't actually the same guy. The, no. One of the voice actors actually yeah. you know, mimicked the voice and the, yeah. I, I forget the guy's name who does the twilight episodes, but he you actually forget. Rod I forgot Serling's the guy's name. name. Yeah, Rod I Serling. did. 
Um, <laughs> and Rod Zerling actually appreciated the voiceover. So yeah. you're but, about to take a trip, not through time and space, but of the mind. Yeah, um, yeah he was. Uh, he wrote the Planet of the Apes. He wrote Requiem for a Heavyweight. He was a big writer. Oh. But the Twilight Zone itself, you know, they used to do 42 episodes of that a year. Oh, my God. And so he started to get desperate for stuff because he wanted to write every single one of them. Oh, my so God. So suddenly there were episodes <laughs> that were like, hey, this reminds me a lot of that Philip K. Dick story. Oh, this <laughs> reminds me of Time and Again by, you know, what's his yeah. name? And yeah. it turns out that he was just doing lifts. And the <laughs> estates of all of these writers finally won against him were in the 90s. So oh. his, so like the kids of um, a bunch of different writers, classic sci-fi writers, got money for um, the stuff that he'd stolen. Oh wow! Yeah, but I like it's like Springfield, an average little town with a not so average monster. The people of Springfield have to make sure they think happy thoughts and say happy things because this particular monster can read minds, and if displeased, can turn people into grotesque walking terrors. And then they cut to Jasper, who's like, yeah. <laughs> happy thoughts, happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. Boy, I'm, I'm getting mighty sick of this. <laughs> and yeah. so Bart turns them into, into a, a dog, dog. <laughs> which is a reference to the 78 remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which I'm sure you've seen, Andy. I watched that a month and a half ago. I love that movie. Kevin and I were talking about it on the podcast, and uh, from time to time we'll do a not director's uh, narration of a movie. <laughs> okay. We just do it as a podcast to the movie, yeah. and then you can watch okay. the movie and hear us talk about it. That's and, fine. Uh, it was. Uh, we never did the that, but I, that movie is so. It's so bizarre. It's so good. Yeah. Young Jeff Goldblum. Um, okay. It's really good, but you know the 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 Billy Mummy Twilight Zone episode you're referring to. Yeah. Was first remade as an episode of the Twilight Zone movie. Oh, okay. And you know who played the sister of the monster? Who? Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson. Oh, you know what? I think I read that. And uh, yeah, I think I read about that. That well, she was okay. in the well, movie. You could have guessed. You could, there, I could have guessed. I should have guessed. It down. That, uh, I think, I is an amazing uh, yeah. crossover uh, yeah. fact. Factual. And, and, and speaking of the, the actual Twilight Zone episode, um, do you know who played the mother in that episode? Um, gosh, I haven't seen it in so long, but it was probably a famous TV mom. Um, you could say that. She, uh, I will give you a hint. She just recently passed away. Oh, Cloris Leachman. Yeah. Oh man. She was the mom in that episode. She made out with me once. <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the, in the green room at the Jay Leno show. It was in the tonight show. We, I had shot a bit with her and yeah. one of the little pranks she would pull on people if they didn't know that she was going to do it is she would come up to you and say, hey, I want to thank you, or you know, some, yeah. say something really nice just in your ear, and okay. she would pretend she was going to whisper in your ear, and then she would grab you and French kiss you. <laughs> and she did amazing. that to me. It was quite a. She seemed like She seemed like a really awesome lady. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I felt a little violated at that point, <laughs> and I don't mean to speak ill of the dead. Yeah. So I'll say French kiss and not really what it felt like. All okay. Right. Uh, so we get back to the Simpsons house and Bart is bored of how snowball two looks. So he changes it in this cre into this creature that can breathe fire. And is that like, snowball two or snowball? Yeah. Snowball two. Snowball two. Snowball yeah. was killed in the original, uh, Christmas episode they did to start off the, 
this the series because okay. uh, Lisa's lamenting how how cat died. Cat died. And if anyone didn't catch the reference of uh, Snowball Two, it's the Daffy Duck oh. Bugs Bunny drawing of oh, yeah. from the yeah the one where, where Daffy Duck where there's yeah. Daffy is an animated character on a on a drawing board. Yeah, and there is some sort of omniscient god drawing and erasing him and turning him into crazy things. Yeah, oh, and that's I where this is it. a reference from. I don't think Daffy ever breathed fire, if I'm remembering no. correctly. No, but, I don't think he did. But the actual outfit of Snowball Two is is from that, which I thought was hilarious. And then the fact that Snowball Two like breathes fire onto the curtains, and because you know <laughs> you can't think bad thoughts, Marge goes, "Oh, good, the, <laughs> the curtains are on fire." <laughs> <laughs> um, and so. So then, you know, yeah, but what about going... the crusty flakes? The yep. You ever look yeah. at the crusty flakes? That, that was actually it? in a prior episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah Barty's the same tra- one because they have different boxes from time to time. I guess I, I think it was the same one. I think it was. I think I kind of frosted, looked... frosted, frosty crust, crusty flakes. Only sugar yeah, it was the has same more one. sugar. Only sugar. Yeah, it was yep. the same one. Uh, yeah, it's the, the same, same box. Yeah. yeah. So at least Bart has consistency on the store on the cereal eats. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then we cut to, uh, you know, the kids are going to school and Bart tells Otto, I'm going to drive the school bus. And Otto's like, nah, you're not old enough. And then he realizes who Bart is. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're the kid that can turn other turn people into things. All right, I'll let you drive. And so we see like Otto doing the gas and the brakes and Bart's driving and we're all um, going to die. <laughs> and then they... Uh, and then they end up at the school and the bus is like tipped over on its side because you know, Bart crashed it. And mm-hmm. Somehow all the kids are fine, apparently. I mean, cartoon. okay, this is an episode where a child can read minds. <laughs> yeah, I know, things. I know, I know. Uh, yes. And it's so, animated. yes. So then uh, we get into the classroom and Bart has like his own throne and Sherry and Terry are like feeding him and like fanning him. Fanning him with feathers, it, like in this. Uh, and then if you guys noticed on Mrs. Krabappel's desk, there's a dead rat in three apples. Mm-hmm. I don't know why there's a dead rat, but I get the apple thing. Kids like bringing apples to their teachers, right? Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. that's the classic. Uh, I mean, they do. Indiana Jones gets an apple. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, so then we uh, so they had a history t- uh, history exam and Krabappel goes. Oh, well, guess what? The history of uh, America has changed again because, you know, she doesn't want to fail Bart because otherwise Bart will, you know, change her into a creature. Mm-hmm. And so according to Bart's answers, uh, America was discovered in 1942 by some guy. Our country is now called Boaterland. Um, and then I love the like the last three questions were who is our country's first president? Bart answered eat. The Civil War began and Bart answered my and the Civil War ended uh, in shorts. So eat my shorts. Right. So I yep. thought that was that was fantastic. Yeah, that was another catchphrase. Yep. And here's yeah. a here's another fun fact. So Bart writing "Eat my shorts" uses three of the answer spaces on his history test, and he does yes. the same thing in Bart's friend falls in love in that and, episode. And what season that. was that? that was episode. That? Um, I think this is the same season. Is it the same season? Bart's no, that's season three. Yeah, that's uh second to last episode. If oh, I it is. Correctly. Yep. It, yep. You're right. It is a second Glansky to last fight. episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, we've had those on these episodes. Yeah. Um, and so all of a sudden, over the intercom, we hear Skinner start singing "Hello, My Baby" for Bart. <laughs> yeah. Why that would be a dream of Bart's to humiliate 
a guy who's Skinner. in the barbershop quartet have him sing a barbershop yeah. quartet song. It's yes. Yeah, I don't know. But they haven't done that episode yet, so maybe the writers weren't quite thinking ahead yeah. that Skinner was going to be in a barbershop quartet. Maybe. Mm, perhaps. 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 But he wanted to make fun of himself. And then, so then. Uh, these guys are, a lot of comedy writers are somehow tied to, you know, the Yale Whiff and Poofs or other acapella groups in college, oh. so. Okay. I would, you know, I think that <laughs> he's once a barbershopper, always a barbershopper. I'm a member of SPEBSQUA, the Society for the Preservation of Barbershop Quartets in the United States. Ooh, it's one nice. of the few things I belong to, that and the Snyder's Pretzel Lovers Club. <laughs> <laughs> Snyder's pretzels are really good, though. They are really good. And so this is, this upcoming, so uh, Mr. Capapo comes up to Bart's throne with a phone, and I love how in a lot of the Simpsons clip shows that are upcoming, this is actually the most tavern call that they use most often. Mm-hmm. Um, and so most tavern, hold on, I'll check. Hey, everybody, I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt, <laughs> and my butt smells, and I like to kiss my own butt. <laughs> it's like yeah. either okay so bart is very clever with these prank phone calls so apparently in his dreams he has no thought process yeah yeah, yeah. he just says yeah. the stupidest one I did I, I, I did I love that they made a joke out of it because at the end of it mo still has the reaction like hey wait a second yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and then and, he realizes it's bart you know which is I funny he never knows it's bart well yeah he no. never he never does that's true but in a trios of horror episode where they're in a small town and the rest of the world doesn't exist to him. And there's this monster. Probably that's your thoughts. You probably knew no, the rest of the world exists. That's the, I mean, it's that's the, the United States gets changed to uh bonerland. Yeah. So yeah. when he goes to the doctor, he's a member of the bonerland medical <laughs> association. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I do. I did read. I believe it was Al Jean did not like that prank phone call. Like everyone, all the other writers loved it, but I believe it was Al Jean who who did not. Well, it is a he didn't on the hate hat. it. Normally, you do, you know, a joke, and then you, if you make a joke about the joke, then that's yeah. called a hat on a hat. And I get why he wouldn't like it because yeah. some of them are funny. I mean, there's ones you can't do. The classics are like, um, <laughs> I'm looking for a man, Mr. Hunt, first name Mike. Mike Hunt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that on the on television nope. but they do a lot of them i feel like sure mike just... crotch was kind of at that borderline because yeah. they did yeah. mike crotch a couple episodes ago has anyone seen my crotch <laughs> and that's the joke trying to yeah yep. and so joke about the joke yep and so we get bart walking back in and homer's watching football um but bart wants to watch crusty and he's like but i got money on this i got 50 bucks if uh they make this field goal and bart uh turns homer into the football and he hits the upright and misses but i like the announcer like and the ball is turning into a big fat guy (laughs) (laughs) big a big bald fat guy thing yeah Yeah. And isn't he like, and when anything weird happens, doesn't he make a reference? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, when anything happens, we like to thank Bart for Bart. making it happen. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Bart's watching Krusty and Homer comes back and you see like bandages on his head. And, yeah. you know, now he's thinking. And well, I guess right before that, we see Krusty on the screen being on, on air for 346 46. consecutive hours. Which is approximately 15 days. Yeah. 
I don't know if any of you got another for that drug long. habit and <laughs> the stuff on stage are things like gunpowder and you know. Yeah. Lo- he's like maybe Sideshow Mel has one of those cannon things we could do again. Like, <laughs> oh no, he's like maybe he has one of those completely legal over the counter stimulant drugs. But that Homer in the background is like must not think about it, just got to do it. And then he's about to hit Bart over the head with a chair and then points at him without even blinking, without even looking away from the TV and turns him into the Jack in the Box, which obviously is a reference to the actual episode, which after watching that episode, I was so disappointed. We did get to see the guy actually as a Jack in the Box. You kind of did. No, we only saw a shadow. No, you You saw his head. You saw his head, but you don't see. It would have been hard. That would have been hard. No, I wouldn't have been able to get that on TV. No, not back then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, it was just a shadow of the guy bouncing back and forth. And I like how the guy in the episode was like, it's like, wish him into the cornfield, wish him into the cornfield. Well, nobody wants to see that. That's horrifying. Hey, man, I like my Homer Jack in the Box Funko Pop. He looks so adorable. (laughs) It Uh, is. I mean, that is the whole thing of it is like, just kill them. When you torture someone, just kill them. Build a mummy. So then Marge, I like how Marge yells at Bart and Bart blames Lisa. Like Lisa <laughs> yeah. has a superpower. Lisa did uh. it. And so they take Bart to uh, Marvin Monroe, um, child psychologist. And like Andy mentioned, he's a member of the Bonerland Medical Association. <laughs> and, and he's so... like, you, you, uh, you like attention, don't you, Bart? A two I ever. ever. <laughs> and so I love uh, like uh, Monroe is like psychoanalyzing Bart and Homer's head is like swaying back and forth. And Marvin, Marvin was like, oh, I thank you for agreeing with me. And Homer's like, there's a slight draft. I know. <laughs> oh, he's like, it's not I'm not nodding as the air conditioner. conditioner yeah. yeah. And so afterwards, they're like, oh, well, why uh, Marvin Monroe is like, well, why don't you two spend some time together? So Homer and Bart. Spend some time. Uh, the scene and the music accompanying uh, this montage yeah. is a parody of an old anti-smoking public service announcement. I know that was from when I was growing up, and you you know you'd watch the I Dream of Jeannie uh, Bewitched Hour. They would have a lot of yeah. public service announcements because okay. back then the stations had to acknowledge that the airwaves were owned by the public. And so there's a lot of PSAs and a lot of, then the news didn't make money and it was just a different time. And one, and this was a famous ad where it's a dad and son and they're doing all these great dad and son things together. And then the dad pulls out a cigarette and then the kid pulls out a candy cigarette and they keep saying like the ad starts with like father, like son. And they do all these fun (laughs) things. And then, and there's a few of them. And then at the end he goes, he's smoking and the kid's, faking smoking and it says yeah. like father like son think about it <laughs> oh my god Won't you and you're like i will think about it i'm i'm nine yeah. i got swim practice in an hour and i'm gonna i i i'll i won't sleep tonight yeah so yeah they go fishing they go to a baseball game and uh homer gets hit in the head by a baseball because he you know doesn't have a body and then mm-hmm. they do a roller coaster bit and so we get back to the house and Homer's tucking in Bart with the, with his face. And mm-hmm. uh, they're like, oh, it was such a good time. And uh, Homer's like, well, maybe could you give, my, give me my body back? So oh, Bart gives him his body back and they hug. And uh, 
Homer says Bart tells Bart that he loves or no Bart tells Homer that he loves him and this wakes up Bart screaming because that's his nightmare is loving yeah. his father it's a funny timing like they are so good at timing it where you're like wait a second Bart's nightmare was like really worked out for him and then yeah. he wakes up and screams yeah I mean I so, love my dad I don't think uh yeah that's a good I mean I just think it's funny because Bart's like the Hellboy. He's like the yes. the demon spawn of the Simpsons. So loving anything, I yes. guess, of his family. He loves Krusty. Yeah, yes. he died for Krusty. Just so you know, it's <laughs> not the show was not meant to be a accurate reflection of the Slansky <laughs> oh. household growing up. Yes. <laughs> uh, so so you know Bart Bart screams, which probably wakes up Lisa. So Bart and Lisa crawl into bed with Homer and Marge. And I love the fact that they're like, oh, can we sleep with you? And Homer goes, are you guys potty trained? <laughs> and like, I would hope so. Like, I would hope at 10 and 8. Now, yes, accidents probably do happen as children. But for the most part, yeah, I, I would, I would hope so. I joke about the fact that Homer really has no idea how to raise children and what <laughs> yeah. level of <laughs> yeah. uh, maturity his children are at. Yeah. <laughs> And so I like the fact that, you know, the kids run into the room at 4 a.m. And Homer's like, man, 4 a.m. I got to be up for work in a couple of hours. Like, at that point, I'd say I'd say screw it to stay up, I think. I don't know. Because you don't want to sleep. You don't want to oversleep your alarm clock. You're right. And the episode would have ended at (laughs) 16 minutes. Smart thinking right there. Yeah. (laughs) Robert, don't go into uh, Simpsons right Uh, Uh, clearly so then you know homer homer falls asleep and like that is, is what you <laughs> underlined has made the show unbelievable <laughs> yeah it's, it's like at four o'clock you might as well just stay up this show's ridiculous <laughs> oh man uh i mean i'm used to waking up at like nine o'clock to go to work and at then like noon. he defends it <laughs> it's unbelievable <laughs> Oh, you should have been here. Keep I'm dying up. on this hill. I'm <laughs> dying on this no, You should have been here a couple episodes when he was trying to defend or uh, go against the Simpsons and uh, how they run a courtroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I kept telling I like, him, so... yeah. You can die on a hill. Just like you pick like a speed bump to die on. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Okay. All right. I'm not going to win this argument. Obviously, it's a dumb argument. It's, because you're 100 percent wrong. Curse. You're right. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. I'm wrong. You're right. I'm agreeing with you. So, so Homer falls asleep, and his nightmare is based off of uh, Frankenstein. Yes. Um, and uh, so the first thing we see is, uh, you know, Burns and Smithers, and they're they're looking at their employees, and Homer's sleeping, and uh, they have a they have a camera in their showers and the the guys in the showers are They're like snapping, snapping towels. Towels. It's like really a little weird that that's what. The, <laughs> but it is funny to see like every time I see that Homer is literally at the controls of the entire yes. place. Yes, and he's yeah. always asleep. Yeah, and our last episode, our two episodes ago, was Homer defined where he didn't know how to save a nuclear meltdown. Yes. So it was an entire he, episode wrapped up. And he got lucky. Yeah, and got lucky by Eeny meaning mowing the, mowing the button. There, uh, Smithers suggests firing an employee at random to keep the fear in God in the workers. So Burns 
kind of does the any meeny miny mo thing, doesn't he? And he picks yeah, Homer. So I I don't know if that was necessarily a reference to two episodes ago when Homer eeny meeny miny mowed the button to save the plant, and Burns was like eeny meeny miny mo, and Homer's the one to get fired. And I don't know if that had any thought because I'm guessing they write these episodes pretty close Listen, together. If, if you want comments. If you want people to participate, comment and then have other people come and get angry with you so that you get a lot of listeners. <laughs> yes. Just claim yes. it. Just claim that. Okay. Just yes. so you know for a fact. I... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. We'll just take everything as fact and uh, we'll, uh, correct, it. we'll correct it later. Except um, that and so... like Homer norm- normally would have stayed up until six. <laughs> yes. But in this case, you know. All right, he going. was woken up at four o'clock, so he's still tired. But That's probably this is why he's sleeping. Not that he sleeps yes. in every episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Smithers gets over to the loudspeaker to fire Homer. And obviously it's a cartoon and you'd probably bring the guy into the office and fire him. But it's Homer, so they probably want to make an example of him. And because, you know, they want to put the fear in God and their workers. So he gets over the loudspeaker and he can't wake up Homer until like the third try to fire him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, how do you know that I'm sleeping? Because they're watching. watching. And I do I do like to point out that this episode, unlike a few episodes ago, the col- the color monitors once again are gone. And they're, yes. they're black and white monitors. Hmm. So if I don't know if you remember the Michael Jackson episode of uh the simpsons yeah but i'm just saying now maybe it's maybe the out of order and maybe just maybe it's not a reference to the eeny meeny miny mo thing oh i'm giving <laughs> some fuel to the fire all right big controversy <laughs> well, well i, I want to state during the uh michael jackson episode that burns was happy that he got color monitors so he could see homer's pink shirt mm-hmm. yes and now they're black and white again but maybe mm-hmm. you're maybe, right maybe it was filmed or written out of order or maybe Burns just hated the color monitors and he wanted <laughs> yeah, to go back to black and white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking it's probably not a production issue and more like the character motivation behind. Yes. No, I think it's production. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also well, it's also kind of like when every once in a while you go to Most Tavern and it's a black and white TV, or sometimes you go to Most Tavern and it's the color TV. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's and you know it's interesting that that is really the reason I watch the show. Oh, it's to see which color. Yeah, mo- which color, color are there? Oh, there it is, black and white again. You know what that means? <laughs> <laughs> it means nothing. No, <laughs> it's nothing. Uh, uh, so uh, Smithers and Burns go to his secret laboratory uh, mm. through a hidden passage in Burns's office, and I like I, I like Burns. He's like, you know, Smithers. I've always despised the laziness of the common worker. Then I realized his spirit is, was willing, but the flesh was weak. So I replaced the flesh, which is weak. With steel, which is strong. Behold, <laughs> the greatest breakthrough in labor relations since the Caddo Nine Tales. Which, for now, our listeners walk... out there, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, the Caddo Nine Tales is a flail or a whip. It's a. It's usually used uh, as on, a punishment it, device. It's a punishment on British ships, and they would. Yeah. They would keep it in a bay's bag, and so that was always a threat that you know the the bosun's mate was going for the bay's bag because in it. Yeah. The cat of nine tails is a, it's a flail. It's got a handle, and then it's got nine leather straps on it with knots in them, and yeah. when they whip you with it, the knots will break the skin. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Which would make sense that, you know, Burns would like this invention because he hates his workers. Yeah. yeah did you notice as they're walking through, though, their, their images through the Bunsen yeah. burner, I mean, the beakers and stuff? Mm-hmm. That is a reference to a movie, and I, it's a sci-fi movie, and I can't remember which one. It might be, it could be The Fly. I don't know what it is, but there's a scene where a lot of the tension, there's a lot of exposition, and the tension is created because you're seeing people distorted through their glass, uh, and I just can't remember which it was. Yeah, I think, isn't, yeah, I was going to say, I think that reference, or just that type of reference is made in a lot of even current movies. Yeah. Like science movies. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, there's a lot of sort of cinematic tricks that people do to raise tension. Like when a character, uh, when the actor has to deliver a lot of stuff and can't go through a big emotional roller coaster, sometimes they'll show the light through a window as rain hits it so it looks like there's tears going down their face. There's just tricks like that, and that's one of them. Yeah, and so I do like how the robot looks like Homer, and Mm. I I like how Burns doesn't remember Homer, so I think it's kind of – I think (laughs) somewhere in the back of Burns' memory, he knows what Homer looks like, and that's why why the robot was built like that. Or, or mm-hmm. as Andy would say, it was to move the story along because it winds up with Homer's brain, and so the robot looking yes. like Homer makes sense. But... <laughs> or the character designers just uh, got lazy and were like, "What do you think, Homer?" And they're like, "Sure." But I was, <laughs> meeting, but I was over. I uh, fair enough. But I was thinking since since Burns was the one that built him, and he doesn't mm-hmm. know what you know who Homer is. I thought it was kind of cool that Burns yeah. would have built a robot that looked like Homer. Um, yeah. and so and I agree with you. I'm uh, 100%. <laughs> and so we uh so Homer obviously lost his job, so now they're sitting around the table and uh they're looking through the job posts in the newspaper, which I don't think exists anymore, or maybe it does. God, that's such an old sentence. <laughs> looking for jobs <laughs> in a newspaper. newspaper. All right. All right. I'm sorry I was sarcastic earlier. You don't have to make me feel bad <laughs> that newspapers are old. <laughs> hey, our parents still read they our parents like We'll still subscribe still, to the newspaper and we'll read uh, the newspaper so this yes. is something your parents do that is yes. they still right, maybe read you should the be newspaper. doing a podcast with them we can talk about the good old <laughs> days as opposed to that newspapers don't exist anymore <laughs> that's i'm just kidding i'm i have a kindle oh fair enough oh. Yeah. yeah that's a good place to read read the newspaper um and so bart's like looking at jobs and he's like here's one fresh air get to meet a lot of interesting people <laughs> <laughs> and homer's like "Ooh, what's that Grave digger. Wait, doesn't? But Lisa says, "Oh, here's a job, but it's really complicated." Oh, yes, and, and he's like, so yeah. "That's a, how hard can it be?" Because he used to run a nuclear power plant. Power plant. <laughs> Not yeah, but well. don't forget, don't forget, Homer was uh, he was hired because of Project Bootstrap from President Ford. Yep. Okay. All right. We, we learned that in an earlier episode. So he was hired because he was one. dumb. What's up? I'm taking your word for it. You guys oh, okay. are the experts. I'm just the <laughs> shenanigans hanger on. <laughs> uh, and so we cut to the uh, the gra- uh, grave. cemetery. Do you know whose first That's... job out of high school was grave digger? Whose? Kevin Smith. Really? No. Yeah. And he lost his job because his friends came and said they wanted to go to the movies. And he, he put it in his notice after a day of grave digging. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm surprised That's... he didn't fall asleep in the grave like Homer. Hmm. Or at some point he might have. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's yeah. a, 
There's a little crossover. Just that's so you that's know, a kind trivia of, for you. That's really cool. I did not know that. I you know I've listened to every episode of Smodcast and a lot of his other stuff. I don't has he. I don't think he's ever mentioned that. Aside, I mean, I don't. I, We've talked about it on the show. Oh, have you? So I, I see. I see where we rank. No, Smodcast. <laughs> Education can come and go as far as I can get. <laughs> yeah, no, we're here to do your podcast, so let's just keep going. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> all right, so so Burns and uh, Smithers are uh, running, you know, rolling through the uh, um, graves. grave uh, graves to look for uh, someone to get their brain, mm-hmm. and they uh, go to the the hole where Homer is, and Smithers makes a comment. Oh, this stench is ridiculous. Let's get him out of here. Because, you know, Homer, Homer they doesn't do make, shower. They do make Homer stinks jokes from time to time that are very funny. Yes. Like in one episode, so, there are like people working in a pork fat rendering plant. Oh, like, yeah. What is that smell? And Homer's just in a car driving by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Homer stinks. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, as they're pulling Homer along the the ground, you know Homer's complaining, and <laughs> Burns beats him up with a shovel. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little surprised that Burns can actually lift that shovel. I know we we've seen him gr- throw a grenade in another treehouse apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he can't lift his thumb to give Homer a thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. So I do like the fact that like Smithers was creeped out, and Burns is like, "Oh, were you afraid of the booger man?" And instead of saying boogeyman. Mm-hmm. I did because it's it's Burns. He's old, and I could see yeah, him he uses, saying like, that. He uses kind of British-ish terms from time to time. Yes, yep. And so they get back to the laboratory, and Burns asks for an ice cream scoop, <laughs> and he's like, "Smithers is like, but sir, it's like this isn't rocket science, or what is it?" He's like, "Damn it, Smithers, this isn't rocket science. It's brain surgery." Surgery. <laughs> <laughs> really an all-time line. great line of all i mean yeah. it's just unbelievable yeah. it's fantastic and then as uh burns is slicing open uh, homer's head he's actually humming if i only had a brain from the wizard of oz yes which is fantastic it's mm-hmm. a great it's a great uh reference um and so uh burns puts homer's brain on his head and he uh, i love how like he cuts it out puts a look at me i'm davy crockett uh and this is actually um from then head writer Jay Kogan, who created the Davy Crockett joke, and he uh, thought it was so funny, he actually mimicked the actions of Mr. Burns putting on Homer's brain in the writing room, and the producers thought it was hilarious, so they decided to add it into the episode. So he so, pitched a joke, little... and they liked it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I, how do you mimic something that hasn't been on the show yet? Don't you mean he he mimed it, or he enacted Mimed it? it? Yeah, probably mimed it. But I think it's funny that, you know, I, I obviously, yes, he wrote a joke. They thought it was funny and they stuck it in. Yeah. I smell a poorly written Wikipedia page here. You are. You are not wrong. <laughs> um, okay, you got to go back and edit. You got to get that. Yes. Whoever did that. You got to get that out of there. Yeah. Um, and so then, you know, they. And uh, that's Davy Crockett with the coonskin cap. Yes. Because that was the yes. big thing is everybody had a coonskin cap at one point. Now, maybe Andy would know this. Are you able to physically rip out a brain and have part of the spinal cord still attached to it? Or would just the brain am come I, out? Am I? Am I? I don't know. Are Do you, you know? Do you know? I mean, not yet. <laughs> okay. I've tried. It hasn't, I haven't been successful. But I'm sure that with, you know, another couple dozen brains, I'll be able to get there. <laughs> so then they, they flip on the switch and, uh, you know, 
Burns says, it's alive, kind of, you know, like in Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, that there's a. I like how he was like, that fellow at Radio Shack said I was mad. Who's mad <laughs> oh, now? Now, now to and be for fair, those of you. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Radio Shack Radio is Shack. an electronics company that is no longer around. <laughs> yeah. But well, I think, it's... I don't know if it's necessarily the joke, but I feel like you could buy everything at Radio Shack. I think that was kind of the thing in well, the yeah, 90s. The third, club, like... the third club that I was a member of until Radio Shack went out of business was the Battery of the Month Club. And literally, you could take your Battery of the Month Club card out there, and they give you a battery of your choice. And cool. I was a big Radio Shack nerd. I did all of the projects. I, was, I love Radio Shack. Yeah, I actually used to work uh, work for Radio Shack for. I can hear you guys crumpling up a whole page of Radio Shack jokes that we're going to make. Passion for Radio Shack. Well, I used to work for them, and now I don't. So, a Tandy company. That's before your time. Yes, they used to all say that because Tandy Craft was the company that started Radio Shack, and Tandy Craft was a leather craft company. So in the '40s and '50s, it was a big hobby that people did. So it was like a hobby uh, shop. Okay. And then they interesting. Yeah, and then they were like the big hobby is gonna be electronics. Electronics, I tells you. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, you know, the robot wakes up and he, you know, Burns is trying to like talk to him and the robot locates donuts in uh that Homer left at his desk. And I love how the the robot just like walks and just like plows through the walls to get to the donuts and just yeah. takes all the donuts and just dumps them into his face um i don't i don't think that's i mean obviously because he took homer's brain and they you know clearly that's what was going to happen when you took homer's brain and so we cut back to the simpsons house and marge is worried uh that homer is missing and she says oh and uh the kids are watching the johnny carson show Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, Marcia goes, oh, he's been gone for two days. And the kids just kind of look up and go, eh, okay. And they go back to watching Carson. Yeah, he appears on the on television. at 11.30 at night. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I like how he appears, you know, um, with his Karnak the Great get up. And mm. he has an envelope on his head and says, Geraldo Rivera, Madonna, and a diseased yak. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't do the joke, though. Like the no. way that that bit worked, it was the really great bit. Like he would hold an envelope up to his forehead and then say a phrase and then do the setup to why that was the punchline. So his classic yeah. one was uh, he held one up to his forehead and said, sis, boom, ba. And then he opens the envelope and reads, the noise a sheep makes right before it explodes. <laughs> and I know, you know, what I'm really trying to do here is to... Uh, lean way into references that nobody listening to this podcast is ever going to get <laughs> while we talk about the Simpsons. Continue. But that's, but that's kind of the fun part about the, like the first four seasons of the Simpsons. It's all references that I think the older generation has like me, like all these guys are yeah. writing this for my age and went through all the same stuff. So it was, it was like your brain was exploding every time you watch. And now for me, it's just like watching a trivia contest. Like you <laughs> understanding where all the references come from is like getting in questions right at a pub quiz. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I uh, could hear the eye roll as you guys looked at each other. No, no, actually. So in uh, Lisa, uh, Lisa, go uh, when Lisa and the family go to Washington, D.C. for essay contest back in like episode three, 
she mentions to her senator that there's only two female senators and I had actually done the research to find out who they were. And I like a couple days after I watched that episode, I was visiting my parents and we were watching Jeopardy. And one of those women senators names was actually an answer to Jeopardy. So I kind of get it right. Did you impress? I guessed I guessed wrong. I guessed Uh, the the other senator. You finally had a chance to make your parents proud of you. Oh, I dude, I do that almost when, <laughs> whenever we're watching Jeopardy and I know an answer and I've gotten that from the Simpsons or just watching TV in general. They're like, how'd you know that? Like, I watch, we watch TV. TV. <laughs> I'm reading the entire encyclopedia, mom and dad. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> I think I think I'd say 95 percent of my Jeopardy knowledge probably comes from television. Yeah, that's fair. Well, well, if you've made one person proud, it's me. <laughs> Well, the next time that rocket power uh, question, answer comes from Jeopardy, I'll know I got it from Andy. Okay, thanks. There, there's some <laughs> other things on the resume, but we'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, the only, reason, the only reason I have rocket power on my mind is one of, our, one of the other podcasts I listen to, they do a nostalgia one. And when they heard that I, we, we were going to have you on, a, on an episode or a couple episodes, they got kind of jealous because they really loved rocket power. So, Yeah. I mean, you know how hard it is to book me on these podcasts. I know. <laughs> yeah. So well, I you're so busy. The green-eyed monster rearing its ugly head. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, to get back on topic. Yeah. Um, so Burns, Burns is upset because the robot's acting just like Homer. And so he wants to take the, the uh, uh, Homer's brain out of the robot and just like flush it down the toilet. Because mm-hmm. Homer doesn't really need a brain. But Smithers, you know kind of said hey you know what i think his family would like him back yes ah smithers the 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 voice of conscience, the jiminy cricket to our yes. mr burns if you will or or as uh burns said you are the ying to my yang to my tempestuous tempestuous yang <laughs> um and so burns uh reattaches uh homer's brain and he didn't think it was gonna work and bring him back to life, but it did. So now Burns owes Smithers a coke. Well, no, I like how he's like Homer's like, ow, ow, ow. Oh. You know what this <laughs> means, sir? He's alive. I guess I owe you a coke. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I'm pretty sure once you take somebody's brain out, you can't put it back in. I mean, I'm no, I'm no brain surgeon, so. Well, it's it's, um... it's brain surgery, not rocket science. Yes. You're right. And but in the timeless animated world of The Simpsons, yes, it, it possibly yes. it could happen. Yeah, and this, as you remember, yes. is a dream. It is a dream. It is a dream. It is a dream. So anything's yeah. possible. Yeah. And so uh Oh, and to support Burns, the theory that how could Mr. Burns carry both the pickaxe and the shovel? He can't outrun the teetering uh keep, Yes. <laughs> Uh, as as uh, Andy was about to mention, so Burns calls the robot that had Homer's brain a clinking, clattering cacophony of collisionous cogs uh, and camshafts, which is a similar line to uh, the wizard in The Wizard of Oz to the Tin Man. Uh, he calls them, you clanking, clanking, clattering collection of collisionous junk. I think I'm saying that, la- the collisionous, is that how you pronounce it? Sure. My- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So another good wizard. Job. Good job there. I, another... I have to remember positive reinforcement works yes. a lot better than that. Yeah. Um, so 
Uh, another Wizard of Oz reference, which is kind of awesome. I like those mm-hmm. references. Yeah. And so Burn obviously is upset and kicks the robot and it falls on him and crushes him because yep. it's a heavy robot. And, yeah. Burn and it's Burn, also... Go ahead. So Burn's kicking him obviously can make a giant robot fall over. All the weight <laughs> but he of his can, foot. He can't yeah. outrun it. Nope, he can't outrun <laughs> it, but he can kick it hard enough for it to fall over. <laughs> now, this is the thing, you know... It, the reason he has to get crushed by the monster is that yes. it's the Frankenstein myth. Yep. And Frankenstein, the whole idea of the myth is that Frankenstein is the name of the doctor. Yes. The story is about him and how his his pride that he could create life and put his thumb in the eye of God is what ends up destroying him. Mm. Yep. Okay. And then uh, Homer wakes up screaming only because... Okay. All right. Let's move. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. Even back then, my English major, uh, it cost a lot. So I'm going to use it whenever I can. Uh, That's why we have you on here. Because I I like knowing things that I don't know about. Yes. Um, And so Homer goes to the, oh, wait, sorry. So Homer wakes up screaming only because Bart bit him. uh, Because he was crushing Bart. Mm -hmm. As, you know, Homer was crushing Mr. Burns. Yes. And Bart tried to scream, but his mouth was full of flab. Because <laughs> Homer fat. You yeah. know. I just wonder yeah. why Bart was under the covers to begin with. Like, Because that's where you sleep, under the covers? Well, no, his head would have been up by Homer's head if they were all lined up on the it pillows. just a match cut. Just yeah. wanted to make it look like the last thing. Okay. Yep. And then, so Homer goes to the bathroom and finds Burns' head grafted to his body. <laughs> and I like how Homer's convinced he's still dreaming. He's like, wait. I haven't woken up yet. This is all a dream. And then we cut to the credits, a couple panels of it. And then um, Burns is like, or is it? Is it? (laughs) (laughs) And then I like how we get the announcer next week on The Simpsons. After the first (laughs) couple of credits. And Lisa's class is having an all-you-can-eat spaghetti dinner. And Burns' head says they have to meet meet Queen Beatrix of the Netherlands. And then Homer, you know, he's like, I hate having two heads. And that uh, the end is referencing uh, the thing with two heads, which I've never seen. Which I have seen. It is a very low budget. It's one of those movies that is a little bit sad because one of the lead actors is um, Ray Milland, who was a very famous actor in his day. And in the 70s, a lot of them did like, you know, Joan Crawford did horror movies like Trog and uh, just these terrible low budget movies because they needed the work. They didn't have any money. And so it's okay. Raymond sewn onto the head of Rosie Greer, who was a football player trying to break into acting. Oh. And so the whole thing just makes your heart sink as you watch it. And it's quite terrible, but it's very funny. <laughs> and there are many shots where they didn't even do, they did hardly anything to disguise the fact that Rosie Greer is standing there, and there's a dude standing behind him, leaning his head onto his shoulder, and that's it. So they didn't even put him into like one costume, like a big. They try. They do have it, but there's too many shots where it's that bad. And it's you know this is a this is like a I guess I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Oh, I love Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yeah, because I you know that that would be that was uh, one of the classics from MST3K. I don't think I've watched that. I don't think I watched that episode, but I'm going to have to find it now. Yeah. I mean, that's, 
Mystery Science Theater was on a long time ago when I when my partner and I started at Comedy Central after we did the MTV Beach House. Yeah. We could not hang up the phones or hang up the fax machines because the day before the new guy running uh, Comedy Central had canceled Mystery Science Theater. And there were oh. so many nerdy fans that they had like auto dialers. Back when you had a modem attached to your computer, <laughs> you could set it on auto dialer to just ring all the phones. Yeah. And somebody had published the, all the phone numbers, so we, we couldn't work. Oh, my God. Um, you know, thank God they didn't have my pager number. Right. So I'm <laughs> dating myself yeah. in that, in that Yes. Yes, you were. That's okay. Everyone had pagers in the 90s. You see, a pager is a device that... (laughs) (laughs) Where you then Um, you have to find a phone because you're out somewhere and need to make a phone call quickly. You have to stand in line in a phone booth. And for those of you who don't know what a phone phone booth is... (laughs) You see, they used to have these... They used to have these landlines, but outside... (laughs) In 1981, they took all the phone booths out of Manhattan and put up just those little kiosks that just yeah. you stand up and walk up to it. And yet, they still everyone still call them phone booths. And then in the 90s, they made a movie called Phone Booth <laughs> about a phone booth in Times Square. And everyone's like, pretty famously, there are no t- phone booths in Times Square. Anyway, yeah. that's, a, that's a discussion for another day for yes. the Simpsons phone booth episode. oh i yeah. want you know you know when we get to homer visits new york we'll see if homer enters that phone booth we'll see which i think he might yeah. so that uh ends treehouse of horror yes. number two so of all three of them which which one is everyone's favorite i personally think bart's nightmare is probably my favorite of all three yeah i think i like uh the twilight zone bart bart one the most all right. Well, I mean, again, to be odd man out, I guess, because I'm the only one with a different last name. I have to go with the uh, the monkey's paw. That is a good one, too. So much happens in it. There's yeah. so many funny references. I, I think it's so funny. But I mean, they're all really good. And I yeah, they are all that. really good. How dare you On make a... us choose just one, Steve? I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, typical Steve. This is another <laughs> thing he pulls on us right at the end of the episode. Yeah. <sighs> God, <laughs> oh, I know my work is so hard. Yeah, but but well, no, we're not th- getting what we're saying. But we'll continue. All right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long day. It has. It has. I was late. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> do. Just, just tell your listeners how brilliant I am. I couldn't do the conversion from Central Standard Time <laughs> to, less, to Pacific Standard. You know, this is, this is why we have Andy McElfreshawn, because he knows all the references. He's super smart. But unfortunately, when it comes to time zones. Listen, I was getting my tonsils out when we had geography. Oh, OK. <laughs> At least, you know, if you lived in like Indiana, I might be able to uh, be OK with that. Because like the between Eastern and Central, it's split right down the middle of the state. And you might have mm-hmm. forgotten which side of the state you're on. Yeah. Or. Or I think in Arizona, isn't it in Arizona? Yeah, they don't, they don't observe daylight savings time in Arizona. So yeah, so it's which uh, confuses the hell. If you if you have a car that's older than twelve years, <laughs> your GPS on your car gets very confused driving through uh, as to what time it is. Yeah, I know I got confused <laughs> yes. going to Arizona. So, but anyway, that's here nor there. So, um, we'd like to thank Andy McElfresh for coming on yet another Treehouse of Horror. And delivering oh, my pleasure. Very much. All I appreciate your uh, 
I hope you don't think that my mild ribbing will oh, exclude no, you no, from no, being I'm... able to do another Treehouse of Horror. Someday. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, we 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 like the uh, the the bits. Like it's I, I yeah, don't know. It's... It just just hearing something other than me and uh, Robert banter on is very yes. refreshing. And I'm sure our listeners like it too. Yep. And oh no, me, like it, it's not. You know, I do education with Kevin Smith, so talking to people that are paying attention to me is a complete pleasure. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're and, welcome. And and I'll, and I'll tell you, be, like the reason the reason why I wanted you back for this one and even the future ones is we you were a hit on the first one, so I yes. I, I like that you know people want to hear mm-hmm. you because. They turn I'm into... still waiting for those residuals to start yeah. pouring in. <laughs> right. We can give you stickers. Yeah, we got stickers. You have stickers? We have stickers. And you're telling me this after the second time I did a show with you? Well, we didn't. Well, we just st- got them. We just got them. So um, for all of you guys out there that uh, love listening to us, uh, you can find us on social media. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, The Simpsons Did It Podcast, on Instagram, uh, The Simpsons Did It Pod on twitter simpsons did it pc uh you can head over to buymeacoffee.com backslash the simpsons did it and like always we thank you for all the support and donations you guys have given us um we want to keep coming out with more products uh doing more things in the future we're hoping to do like a trivia night for simpsons and you know keep everyone involved um and andy do you have uh anything you like to plug or just promote in general well, if you want to send your angry comments as to all the <laughs> dumb things that I got wrong on this, you can always contact me at Andy on Twitter. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Andy, for coming on again. And we will await the next Treehouse of Horror for more fun-filled activities. Thanks, so, guys. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. So until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.